What's up, friends? This conversation was with Packers kicker Chris Jackie. Chris Jackie was the kicker between 1989 and 1997. He was with the Packers during one of their Super Bowl runs. And we talked about a few things. We talked about the Packers alumni resource and how he's connecting Packers to the community. We also talked about performance and a few of Chris's experiences as a Packer. Please enjoy Chris Jackie. What's up, friends? What's up, friends? We're back. But why not? We're good. What's up, friends? We're live. Episode 27 of the But Why Not live show and podcast. I'm Evan Frymuth. I'm here with Chris Jackie of former Green Bay Packer, fourth all-time leading scorer. He was a kicker from, was it 89? 89, with the Packers 89. To 97. And then I played a few more years after that. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And we're here. We're going to be talking uh, a little bit about uh, Chris and what he's been up to and he now runs something called the player alumni resource which is uh, overall it's a resource that is helping connect Packers to the community so yeah. Chris why don't you start us off with with the question of the day with the question of the day we were discussing this a little bit before we came on right now and I get, being a 54 year old almost a 54 year old is I guess my question is is how are businesses or how are people using social media to get the word out about their business and get an ROI using social media for their business um, mm-hmm. you know using it as a marketing tool you know how are people using it I, and that you know, that's pretty much as simple as I can put it yeah so yeah that's just, fair you know, we talked a little bit I'm I'm a little dangerous with social media, but I'm, yeah, I'm sure there's a better way to do it. I'm always looking for feedback or help in yeah. use social media, especially in this today's world. Definitely. I feel like with what you're doing, obviously, social media can be a huge tool. A lot of opportunities, especially with uh, alumni to you know help them build brand through maybe some sort of content. So, um, yeah. How do you guys use social media? What kind of content do you guys like? And not the maybe? way Antonio Brown used it. Yesterday. Yeah. I don't know if you followed Antonio Brown over the weekend. We'll, we'll start there. We'll start there because... That's not how I want to use it. Use it okay. Yeah. Well, so when I was kind of researching um, into you and what the Players Association or the Alumni so, uh, Resource is doing, um, there was a lot of Antonio Brown like memes and thoughts and kind of jokes about, uh, yeah, what's kind of your hot take on that? On Antonio himself? Yeah. Yeah. When I, we, I mentioned before we came on that I had breakfast with my family uh, and my youngest son, who's a big sports fanatic. Do you do you want to pull the mic sure, down absolutely. a little bit? Does that help? Does that help a little bit? Good. Cool. Um, and we were talking a little bit about Antonio Saturday morning before everything came to fruition, him being released and everything. And I said, he's going to end up in two places. Watch. It'll either be the Cowboys, because Jerry Jones, lo- he loves taking on head cases, I guess. Yeah. Or he's going to end up at the Patriots. Because mm-hmm. I think... One of those two, one of those two places was going to take him, and ended up being the Patriots. Yeah, what made you think of that? Because <laughs> Bill Belichick has a history of bringing in guys with all the talent in the world and a little bit of a head case. I mean, yeah. they did it with Randy Moss several years ago. Yep. Last year he pulled in Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon's another one, and I mean, watch him play last night. They thumped, you know, the Steelers. So, if they can get Antonio Brown in the collective and, and, and get him with the mindset of a team, yeah, that team's going to be. 
dangerous. Yeah. That, I, th- I thought that was an interesting take that you're like the, the Patriots will yeah. be able to, if anyone can straighten them out, it'll be. Yeah. I mean, Bill Belichick, I mean, he right now he's the best coach currently, if not ever have coached a game. I mean, he's just phenomenal with that, what that organization has done. And I know there's a lot of Packer fans out there watching. I'm not a Patriots fan. I'm a Packers fan, but you've got, you've got to just be in awe of what you're witnessing for the last 20 years. Yeah. A 44 year old quarterback who's playing like he's 30. Yeah. It's true. (laughs) That's kind of funny to say. Yeah. Like he's 30. Right. He's young, but yeah. But, um, you know, they, they, if they can get him under control, he'll be Mm -hmm. productive and they'll, they'll be a scary team to watch. Yeah. Patriots definitely run an impressive, mm-hmm. uh, you know, franchise. Um, so that on the topic of, of head cases, I like how you put it that way. Cause it's kind of, it's, it's people that yeah are in their head and, and yep. very big head at that. Did, did you see much of that when you were in the league back in the day or were there any players that stand uh, on the out team, as, on the team I played with, with the Packers? No, we were, um, we probably had bigger egos on the losing teams in 9091 mm. than the teams that became the eventual Super Bowl champion, mm-hmm. um, which was probably some of the reason that we didn't perform very well in those early 90s. Um, but no, once, you know, Mike Holmgren and Ron Wolf came in and brought in Reg, the likes of Reggie White and Sean mm-hmm. Jones and all these other guys who were leaders on and off the field, mm-hmm. there wasn't any room to be a head case. Yeah. We kind of took care of that internally. Did that leadership come from the players or the coaches more so? Uh, more from the players. Um, you know, for a great example is Andre Risen, who had a history of being a problem player. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when he came here, I think he had a meeting with Reggie and Mike Holmgren and Ron Wolf. And Reggie was very instrumental, you know, in us being a successful football team, not only on the field, but off the field. The things he did off the field, bringing guys in like a, like a Andre Risen or a, I can't remember, the Keith Jackson, mm-hmm. the tight end, you know, saying, guys, you got to come to Green Bay. We're going to win a championship. Wow. Um, so he did a lot of things off the field. Um, obviously, they don't compare to the things he did on the field. Right. Um, but yeah. yeah, legendary. We had a lot of great leaders. Leroy Butler was a great leader. Brett, in his own funny way, was a, lead, a great leader. He, 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 gave, he brought levity to the locker room. Yeah. Even in, you know, times that we were, you know, losing a couple of games here and there. Even the Super Bowl run we had in 96, I think we had a three-game losing streak. But mm-hmm. we knew internally, hey, we're going to get through. We had a few injuries. I think Mark Chimera was hurt at the time. I think, uh, who else? The wide receiver. can't remember his name for the life of me. Freeman. Antonio Freeman, Freeman got hurt. Yeah. So we had a little stretch there where we lost two or three games in a row but we just said hey mm-hmm. we're going to get to the other side and we've got a goal to get to the playoffs and win the super bowl yeah and that was 96 that was 96 okay mm-hmm. dang that's awesome do you think like because it's it's always uh it's just kind of like magical being around leaders like that you know like reggie mm-hmm. and um is there do you feel like being around that has any influence in kind of your approach to what you're doing with the players alumni? I think it has a approach on everything you want to do in life. When you become a Super Bowl champion, you don't want to accept failure, I guess is the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. Or um, less. And, or less. Yeah. Um, so I'm very, I've always been competitive, obviously, you know, making it to the NFL, you've got to have a little bit of competitiveness in you. Yeah, for regardless sure. Regardless of what position you play, whether you're, you're the starting quarterback or the kicker on the team. So yeah. it's helped. It's, you know, it, it helped me 
not be so emotional about the situation. You know, we, mm-hmm. we tried to, in those years building up to the Super Bowl, let's not be so emotional. Let's, you know, let's let's be systematic, more like an engineer type approach mm-hmm. to it. You know, let's practice, let's help each other practice, and th- that'll convert to wins on the field on Sundays. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. What, uh, like, is it more self-competitive, like when you say you're competitive? Um, I guess in the role of kicker, I guess, um, how much, how much of it is like a a battle between like you and yourself? Well, I think for every position, it's it's a battle with yourself. You're always trying to be, there's always, you know, they always say kickers are a dime a dozen, but ask Chicago, that's probably not true. Or many, or, or yeah, the Vikings, Vikings yeah, or the Jets. I think I saw this morning they're looking for a new kicker. So we're not a dime a dozen. Right. Um, a lot of what you accomplish at that level comes from inside. Mm-hmm. Um, but then taking it to the next level, becoming a part of a team, being a team member, helping your teammates do things. Um, that's also part of it. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like I'm just guessing, but it seems like. Uh, nowadays like have you ever heard of like uh sensory deprivation or or like Mm -hmm. so so that's like a big headway in in terms of like the internal like battle like if you've heard like stephen curry and uh the golden state warriors they do like a lot of players in a lot of different sports and stuff are are using that kind of thing and like meditation and you know to kind of fight that inner game yoga's become big i've i've heard (laughs) i I tried it a few times i'm horrible at it yeah Yeah, it's yeah it's a skill it's all (laughs) it takes a lot of right but i guess what i'm trying to get at is um was there any ink were there any tools back then to like deal with the inner or was it kind of like you just got to figure it out with yourself man figure it out back then yeah guys i mean in any sports i mean you brought up basketball every things have advanced so much from what you put in your body to Mm -hmm. how you work out the different types of workouts i know a lot i I, I laughed at yoga but i know that's a big big part of what most football teams are doing now they have organized yoga classes during the off season Mm -hmm. because they want players to be stretched and their muscles not to hopefully get injured during the season so they're doing a lot of different things that we didn't even think of right 20 years ago yeah sports science is Is a little bit different it's crazy Yeah. yeah um so 2013 is when you started uh, the player alumni resource. Yes, sir. And uh, like, what was the what was the <clears throat> I'm doing this uh, moment well, for the, you? I mean, your your friend over there behind the cameras um, is, a, is a business major. I was a finance major, and I was doing financial planning for about 10 years, and hated every minute of it. So hopefully, you're not going into financial planning. <laughs> um, I agree. It, it was just a bad it was just a bad timing for me for for, for financial planning. We mm-hmm. had the two downturns, a market crash, the Bernie Madoffs of the world, you know, stealing mm-hmm. money from people and mm-hmm. laundering money. And I wasn't, uh, and when I met my wife that, I, that I'm with today, she's an executive coach, which, nice. which helped a little bit. And she said, you know, if you're not getting up every morning loving what you're doing, do something different. Mm-hmm. And that's when, when I went, you mentioned going into the Hall of Fame with the Packers in 2013. When that occurred, I started getting asked to come to our golf event and we'll pay you to do it 
mm-hmm. or come speak to our executives or our employees or our vendors or whatever from corporations and we'll pay you to do it. I'm going, well, this is a lot more fun than, you know, trying to convince someone to move their money and, you know, that yeah. stuff. And so through that process, I started asking a lot of the guys, you know, that were already doing this that have the name recognition, the Gilbert Browns or the William Hendersons and those, you know, Dorsey Levins and these guys. And they, it was all word of mouth. They really mm-hmm. didn't have a platform set up for the public to go to to see what types of services they offer. Mm-hmm. So I kind of say, hey, here's the idea I've got. I'm going to set up a website. It was originally just for me, but as I talked to guys, the idea or the light bulb went off and said, hey, I can do this for you know a lot of the guys that are out there. And nice. I said, I'm going to set up a website um, that kind of connects us back with the fans through, mm-hmm. through social media or through the web or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they love the idea. And I said, just tell me what you like to do. Do you like to golf? Do you like to speak? Do you like to just sign autographs? Do you like to go fishing? Mm-hmm. I, I, and the reason I picked fishing, I was going back and forth a lot with fishing and hunting. Mm-hmm. And I had never shot a gun in my life. Sure. And still haven't. So, mm-hmm. And I'm, a, I'm also an animal person. I love animals. I have yeah. cats, a dog, and three turtles at home. Nice. Um, so I kind of said no, no to hunting. And I said, fishing, I can do that. It's yeah. just a fish. I can kill a fish. Yeah. <laughs> and so I did that. And it, it came down to what does Wisconsin love? Yeah. You know, they love the Packers. They love us, you know, come corporate speaking. There's always, you know, corporations looking for different types of keynotes. Yep. And they love fishing. So that's yeah. kind of how that all came together. And then I started reaching out the guys that I played with, mm-hmm. some guys that I didn't play with from the 80s and mm-hmm. even earlier than that, the Jerry Kramers, and said, this is what I'm doing. You tell me what you like to do, how much you charge. Yeah. And as people come to me with, you know, an interest, you know, I'll let them know that you're a, a available mm-hmm. within the budget of the person contacting me. Nice. So you become the hub person for these people? Yeah, more or less. I'm, I hate to use the word agent because I don't like agents, but yes, yeah. I become more or less the go-between to, if you come to me as a corporation going, we're looking for a speaker, I'll go, well, what's your budget? Mm-hmm. And I'll say, here's four or five guys that fit in that budget. Nice. You prioritize them. And then I'll go back and check availability. Nice. It's that simple. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're the plug. I'm the plug. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and sometimes they, they ask me, so I, it's even better. Nice. <laughs> How, so, um, like how extensive is your, um, your Rolodex of, of players? Like, are you looking for more players or you kind of, you kind of pretty established there and now you're looking I'm to make pretty more connections? You know, and that's a great question. Cause I keep asking myself, most of the guys that I have on the website are the guys I played with mm-hmm. or prior. Mm-hmm. I do have a few that are, are after me. Amon Green's on there. Nice. Kabir, Kabajabi, KGB's on there, yeah. <laughs> as I call them. Um, KGB. And I look at, yeah, I know it's a hard one to say. Yeah. I've looked at some of the guys that have retired since. They just don't have the name recognition, mm-hmm. or they do have their name recognition, and they really don't need my process, mm-hmm. like a Jordy Nelson or a Donald Driver, those types right. of Charles Woodson. Right. They don't need what I'm doing yeah. because they have such good name recognition. So there's a big gap between those types of guys and the guys that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. It becomes, I don't even remember any of these guys. Mm-hmm. So they've got to have obviously fan recognition for a company to come in and say hey i want that guy from the 2010 team and Mm -hmm. i just haven't found those guys yeah that's interesting we were real fortunate in those teams in the 90s everybody remembers us Mm -hmm. for the most part you know frankie winners and gilbert brown leroy butler those are names that you know you're 25 years old and you probably still remember some of those guys yeah for sure it is crazy because 
I mean, the, the Super Bowl run, I was two, you know? Great. Yep. So it's crazy. <laughs> no, it's cool though. I think uh, it's, it's really about building a brand for people. And this is something that I think in the internet age, a lot of players that are currently in the league are recognizing that like, oh, I guess if I'm, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. Okay. Um, I think I read, I read something um, like a, an email interview you had done or something, I believe. And it was like, it's, it's a blessing every day you're on the field or you're in the NFL is a blessing. Yeah. And, uh, um, sorry, lost my train of thought, but yeah, players are talking about longevity. And yeah. Yep. Just, players are realizing that three <clears throat> years in, or they might make it three years and then it's like, then what? Right. So you want to be, doing the community work and the things that um, give back that allow you to make right. those connections that build, a, right. you know, can build a you know, brand. Tauscher is another name that just popped in my head and he doesn't need my services. Mm -hmm. He's he's doing such great things. I think he's living in Milwaukee, or not Milwaukee, but Madison and he okay. has his own radio show and he, nice. he does a lot of the, the, the stuff yeah. on his own. So, and, and I tell the guys when I first contact him, I go, I'll put you on my website, but you should be doing stuff for yourself too. Mm -hmm. I'm just, another way to get people to can people, find you people can find me right start your social media page start your own website yep you know do those types of things it doesn't cost you anything hardly to start your own website right yeah almost everyone has one nowadays it they seems really like do. yeah but yeah it seems like it's it's cool it's like reverse engineering uh the process of building a brand mm -hmm. from like what players should be doing now right really um so so not everybody does all four because it, it, on the yeah, website it's I mean, golf fishing <clears throat> uh the corporate and then golf fishing speaking speaking uh, a lot of guys don't like to speak okay some guys don't golf it's so mm -hmm. we've got a good mix of guys that do a little bit of everything nice you know like a george Kuntz. he lives in um fond du Lac right now nice he works at marion and he doesn't like to golf but he loves to speak mm -hmm. and that's a perfect fit because in the winter we do most of our corporate speaking obviously in the summers mm -hmm. it's a lot more golfing and that right. type of stuff or even during the seasons it's you know we'll have we'll send guys out to tailgate parties nice um, which which is a lot of fun for the fans yeah and again it's getting that connection back to some of the guys that you don't get to see very often mm -hmm. that played on those 90s teams yeah, yeah. that is cool do you do you do the fishing trips and the tailgate parties i do nice I, there's nothing i don't do i do i do everything on there so nice what's your favorite Oh, wow. They're all fun. Um, I love the golfing. I mean, that's always fun. I, w I wish our season was a little longer. Mm -hmm. I'm getting used to the speaking. I, I'm an introvert by heart. Mm -hmm. um, and my wife has kind of helped me along with that because she's a public speaker. Yeah, with the executive coach. Yeah. So she, and we've actually done things together. Nice. And, when, and you know, a great segue to what she does. Um, she, I mentioned that her, her firm, Inspired Training Institute, does, a, does executive coaching and a lot of other things mm -hmm. with companies. And if you, as an example, and I'm kind of maybe getting off base and plugging no, her fine. a little bit here, but we got time. I'm gonna. Um, if you're a corporation, you come to me and you want someone to come speak, a lot, let's, 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 start, let's start this a different way. If you went to the Packers and asked for a speaker, you're not gonna know what you're gonna get. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever seen alum or celebrities speak, whether it's football or basketball, it's usually about when they played, their stats, 
wish I was still playing. My God, they make too much money. I want to make that today. That's kind of, we, right. we, we do that stuff, but we kind of personalize and tailor our speaking engagements. Yeah. Um, so if someone came to us and said, "Would you know, we need a speaker?" I go, "What do you want them to speak about? Who mm. are we speaking to? Is it is it you know executive levels? Is it C suite? Is it employees? Is it vendors and that type of stuff?" And I get my wife's firm involved because she knows that li- that lingo <clears throat> a lot better than I do. So we talk a lot about generational diversity or transformation is a huge one, mm. um, and that's that's kind of my wheelhouse I talk about the transformation of the Packers from a not so good team in the early 90s when we Mm -hmm. went four and 12 and six and ten I think to a championship team in five years what did that take yeah so yeah you can apply those changes within the organization and on the team to any company in the country because every company is always transforming to get to that higher level Mm -hmm. so we kind of tailor everything so we've done my wife and I did one last year we were out at Rice Lake I think it was or maybe Wausau somewhere out west Mm -hmm. we were there eight hours we spoke for eight hours wow we had breakout sessions I was gonna say it was a workshop yeah, workshoppy, nice. that type of stuff. And that's where my wife gets involved with a lot of that stuff. So we make it a really fun and informative and educational yeah. at the same time. Hands on. So you're getting actual bit. business lingo with some Packer stories thrown in the mix. Yeah. Makes it real fun. Yeah. Really ties the metaphors together. It does. Just being on a team and accomplishing something. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, that's awesome. In, in terms of uh, like what are I guess what are some of the the threads and I, I know I'm, I'm guessing it's something similar to what we talked about at the beginning uh-huh. of like um, like those leaders and like Reggie White and stuff right. but uh, like what do you think transforms someone from from you know lowest of the <laughs> we were pretty low in 1991. You weren't even born yet, I think. No, I wasn't. No, no. I mean, <laughs> I've only that, heard I mean, stories. We had, we had guys on the team. It was all about me. We talked mm. about teamwork and being a part of a team. And a lot of corporations are set up now where they have small groups of people, little little teams within the mm-hmm. organization working. Um, and that's how we were successful. We became a team. We weren't um, a great example. In the 91 season, there was a certain running back <clears throat> who we were in Chicago, and the night of the game was going to be on, I think it was a Monday night, it was going to be a Monday night game, and he got sick. Mm. But he really wasn't sick because he was at a nightclub the night before. <laughs> sure. So we had those types of attitudes, and there mm-hmm. weren't any guys on the team that were, would hold him accountable. Mm-hmm. Now, he didn't end up playing the next day, but there really wasn't any leadership on the team that kept him accountable for doing that type of stuff. Interesting. Whereas the teams, as it evolved a little bit with the Reggies and the Sean Jones and all these other guys that mm-hmm. Le- and Leroy Butlers, you became accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in, I think it was 90 or 91, it's one of those years because they were just rotten years under Lindy Infante, um, which was a good thing because it gave us a Super Bowl in five years. But we had guys packing boxes with four or five games left in the season to go home because wow. obviously most guys don't live in Wisconsin right saying well this season's over I'll just start packing my stuff and right that way I can get a head start and be out of here the yeah. day after so Seems. so that it was a culture type thing yeah the, the culture was not a winning culture and that's what mm-hmm. was changed when Mike and Ron and all these other guys started coming in that's cool well it's cool that you could learn from that it's not mm-hmm. cool that the culture was it was toxic, fun. There, there was obviously. only two of us that you know I came in in 89 and Leroy Butler came in in 90 I think or 91 and he he and I were the only two 
two holdovers from the Lindy Infante era that were on that Super Bowl winning wow. team. So the entire culture of the team had changed and all the coaching staff, yeah. all the medical staff, the weight room staff, everything had changed. We no longer played in Milwaukee. We used to play in Milwaukee back then. Yeah, was that every game or half the games or something? It was four like games. Four home games played, a year? Yeah, four home games a year. Yeah. So they, they changed that. So the entire culture of the organization had to change wow. for it to become what it was and what it is today. So when that all came to fruition, if you will, you were kind of becoming more of a seasoned player at that point, right? Yeah. That was like six, seven years sure. in. That on the Super Bowl team? Yeah. Cause was that was my eighth year. Eighth year. Yeah. Okay. The, the year we won the Super Bowl. Okay. So um, when you were still under, under that early 90s regime, that was like your first second third yep. type year i came in in 89 and 90 91 were the we went 10 and 6 my rookie year and then i think we went 6 and 10 4 and 12 or 4 and 12 6 and 10 it really doesn't matter it was bad yeah so how how clear was it when the when that regime changed that like things were going to change uh when they brought ron wolf in i mean they, they brought him in while lindy was still coaching and <clears throat> I, I knew things were going to change. Mm -hmm. um, it was inevitable. I, everybody knew Lindy was on his last legs. Mm. Um, you know, I was glad. He, he's a good man, good coach. He just, uh, I think there was a lot to do with the talent selection from above. Tom Bratz was the general manager at the time. Mm -hmm. um, again, he picked Tony Mandrich over, what, Deion Sanders and Derek Thomas and all these other guys. So, mm -hmm. it's, um, so there wasn't a lot of talent on the team. Yeah. Dang. That was draft level? That he made that Either. choice? I, um, I, I think it was 92. When did Reggie come? From 92, I think. And that's when, that was the first year of free agency. Oh, wow. So, I mean, we hit the, I mean, the Packers hit it perfect. New coaching staff, new general manager, and free agency. Yeah. It, it was a kind of a perfect storm for the Packers to pick the pieces up and move forward. Nice. What, uh, do you think, does it feel like the Packers just went through another change like that, losing McCarthy and stuff, or yes. not so much? I, I, my, I, my wife and I talked quite a bit about it. I go, and I've been saying it for a couple of years. There's, I, my, this is my personal take on it, and I don't think they've had a, a leader on the team since Charles Woodson retired mm. or left the team. Mm -hmm. um, I think. Do you know Charles? I know Charles. He's one of my favorite players, yeah. man. He's my, yeah. one of my wife's favorites, too. Yeah. Just played in his golf outing a few weeks ago. Nice. I'll tell him to say hi next year. Um, <laughs> but I've Thanks. always questioned that. That's a, that's a big thing that turned us around. And I just, in the last couple of years, didn't see a lot of leadership. Now, again, I'm not privy to what's going on yeah, in, yeah, inside. This is just right. me guessing mm -hmm. based upon what happened in 90 and 91. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't see a lot of that. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know how much leadership, you know, Aaron was giving. Um, right. I don't know how vested all the players were. Mm -hmm. um, but there's been a lot of turnover the last couple of years. So right. I'm thinking I was more right than wrong. Mm -hmm. So you think it's probably too early to tell how this is? Yeah. I mean, it took us five years when Mike Holmgren came, came in and mm -hmm. Ron Wolf and started changing. It took us five years to get to the Super Bowl. Sure. We had to get through the Cowboys. They kept beating us down to Dallas. So mm -hmm. we had to get through that. And there was a lot of good teams back then. They were good. You know, the 49ers were good. What's it like playing? So, like in those games, that's your hometown area, yeah. or your hometown period, right? Dallas. Yeah, I grew up in Dallas. Yeah. yeah. What's it like playing against a team at that high of a it level? It was fun with an asterisk because they always beat us down there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was always fun to go back home. Yeah. Know, just you know, a few times it was over Thanksgiving or Christmas, and 
my folks still live there, so I had the opportunity to go have a, a good dinner or a good meal. And, mm-hmm. That's and cool. A lot yeah. of friends to the games. So, but I don't think we ever beat them while sure. we were down there. Yeah, <laughs> that was uh, Emmett Smith years, right? Yeah, okay. Emmett. Yeah, Troy Aikman. Yeah, all those guys. Yeah, yeah, Packer fans out there. <laughs> Troy Aikman. <laughs> um, don't like Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. Yeah, yeah. The, well, when they commentate Packer games. Well, they're so pro-Cowboy, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Even yesterday, what, watching the Cowboy game, they were, they, they might as well suit up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, what, for you, um, and maybe, I don't know, you probably get asked this question, but, like, what was, like, um, one of the, like, biggest moments on the field or, like, toughest kicks pressure wise for you like toughest kicks i mean they were all tough <laughs> right <laughs> i um well, are there you know, i guess I, I guess were there any like uh, where the game was on the line kind of i mean i'm sure there was plenty right. you, many, you know my but. rookie year i had several game winning kicks as a rookie mm-hmm. which was a nice induction for me into the mm-hmm. in, into the nfl making it to the nfl was always a thrill you know, yeah that's that only happens once right obviously you make it or you don't make it um, yeah so that was exciting, and it was exciting being a part of that cardiac pack year in, in 89, you know, just, and we had all those guys coming back, we thought we were gonna get better, and mm. then I was six and 10, four and 12, and yeah. had to start all over again. Yep. Um, you know, probably if I'm looking back, you know, people ask, you know, what's your favorite moment, or, you know, is that Monday night game against the 49ers, you were probably two, maybe. <laughs> It, it's, it's, it's on YouTube. Um, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll check um, it out. But really, it was a game. We were playing the 49ers, and we beat them in overtime with a field goal. Nice. But what was, in my opinion, what was more significant, we beat a team that was considered the elite of the league. Mm. You know, the 49ers and the Cowboys were always the teams to beat, and we hadn't beaten those guys. Cowboys were beating us at their place all the time. We weren't beating the 49ers anywhere. Mm-hmm. And we finally got we beat those guys at Lambeau, and then I think it was six weeks later, we beat them again in the playoffs. So we beat wow. the teams that we had to beat to get to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's awesome. Um, so I guess now, now that you're out of it, but you're working, you're working with Packers again, is football still like one of the biggest pillars in your life or do you have any other hobbies or things that you're passionate about um, that? You know, I enjoy football. I mean, I'm, enjoying college football a lot more mm-hmm. um I, I don't know if you're getting as you get older you start learning other things we we have a cottage now in wisconsin because if you live in wisconsin up by clintonville up in that oh, area okay. so right on a lake so as you get everyone has a has a cottage um, mm-hmm. so we do a lot of that in the summer and enjoy it um so yeah i still enjoy football i enjoy all football just not the packers i like watching you know my second favorite team and i'm gonna get a lot of crap for this is the patriots because i just mm-hmm. have so much respect for what that organization's done they always then they always come back with they cheat this cheat that <clears throat> and I'll, I'll blow one thing out and people with the deflate gate mm-hmm. we all did it mm-hmm. <laughs> it has kickers and punters and this is this you know this uh, it's, it's just such a joke I, I think the nfl was out to get the patriots a little bit at one sure time. Knock them as, down kick, a as kickers we always fix the balls wow it, that was the punters and to we, you we would scrub them down rub them down oh. craig hendrick and i we'd put them in a sauna for three days and they'd expand and get nice and brett Favre would come in on fridays from the 30 balls we worked and mm-hmm. he would go i like these and we go fine great you know right. so it, i i thought it kind of funny that they got him on deflate gate because it mm-hmm. was like 
we all do it yeah <laughs> you wow. know and the other stuff you know the filming yeah i don't know my guess is everyone has done it or tried it yeah just got caught right that's crazy yeah that's interesting i've never heard that have you ever heard that well that we with, fix balls teams that are just so like they, they have a dynasty mm -hmm. a lot of times people just want to find a you tear down who's at the to, top right they right just, they want to yeah. find a reason mm -hmm. to, you know paint him as a villain so that absolutely not yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. i say i it's hope one day that the packers are getting torn down torn down because that so means good, we're yeah. at the top looking down yeah true right that's awesome um that's a cool little factoid. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I still see it a lot. I mean, even this week, and all the, the cheaters are up to it again with AB, with Antonio. Oh, Brown yeah. Going. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. You know, just, just beat them. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Haters are going to hate. Um, so do you do, like, a lot of family time up north and stuff? Yeah. Um, my youngest son is still in the state. We mentioned my oldest son is, he graduated West Point. He's at Fort Polk, Louisiana. So we try, his schedule is really weird. He doesn't even know what it is. Right. Essentially, he rarely gets off. So he came up this summer. My nice. son lives in Green Bay. So we get to see him. We do Thanksgiving. My wife grew up in, in Horicon. So we do Thanksgiving okay. down there every year and or Christmases for that matter. So um, not a lot to my side of the family. My A lot of my family's all over the place. I've got okay. a couple sisters in Virginia. My folks live in Dallas. My brother lives in Kansas City. So, nice. But it's nice to have at least my wife's side of the family here yeah to go to you guys do any like water sports or anything like that or uh what's a water sport like like uh, ski wakeboard don't do the don't do the skiing or the way i had both my shoulders oh okay on last year wow. um just started doing we have jet skis we have pontoon we did the, we got the old folks pontoon boat nice. last year which is nice um leisure kayaks so, nice yeah we get on that the as much as we can do you, can you kayak after the surgeries if you use um, your core? Yeah, it's been, I did, the left one was done in April of last year and the right one was done in October of last year. So they're still, they're functional, but they're just weak. Right. Yeah. You which, still, showed, which showed up in my golf game this summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I used to be a kayak tour guide and yeah. I'm very privy to yeah, kayaking. We enjoy, we enjoy those. You guys ever go up to Door County and... Um, before, actually, before we had our place, we were going all over the place. In fact, where we have the cottage now, we had just gone there to kayak. Someone really? told us about it, and we liked it so much. And actually, funny story, we were driving around, leaving or, or coming in, and an older gentleman was walking across the road. My wife goes, I think I know him. And sure as... Sure shit. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, my wife used to play there as a kid growing up. Wow. Uh, a good friend of the family was had lived there their entire life there. And, and it just kind of clicked. Because she, she kept saying that day we were kayaking, he goes, this looks so familiar. And wow. So familiar, but it wasn't until we saw the gentleman that she recognized, and she rolled down the window and said, Stan? And, she, and he goes, Terry? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> and they, wow. And so, so we just started looking. Then we got the itch and started looking all over, and we ended up getting a place there cool do you guys uh do you guys have any favorite favorite spots outside of there like kayaking and stuff or um we've just stayed there for most of the time yeah we, we Once used to you go up settled, north, right? we used to go on the connell river a little bit mm -hmm. um up there by the flowage and stuff so mm -hmm. no we kind of just hang out at the lake now nice. we're lake people in the summer yeah that's a good spot to be yeah wisconsin lakes yes yeah my my family has a cottage in lakewood Mm -hmm. which is 
I don't know, O'Connell County. It's not that <clears throat> yeah, close. But. Yeah, we looked all over. I mean, we looked at several lakes, but this one, it's 45 minutes from our Green Bay home to the cottage. So nice. We can pick up our dogs and cats and be there in 45 minutes yeah. instead of traveling two hours. Or something. Yeah, it's close. <laughs> you, not that you would ever do this, but it's close enough where uh, if you forgot something significant, you could go back and us. get it. Exactly. <laughs> right. Um do you, uh, what do you do for the fishing? Is it always salmon stuff or? Um, at te- technically, or actually, I just picked up fishing last year. When I had my shoulder surgeries, I couldn't play on the the, course. the, the jet skis, or I couldn't right. golf. And I had <clears throat> my wife's mom's father, it's not her father, so it's her stepdad, I guess. He gave us a couple of fishing poles. And I just started trying it. I hadn't fished since I was a kid. So mm-hmm. Just by default, by not having any shoulders for for two years, I kind of picked it up. And I just, I'm catching release. I don't care what it is. Don't ask me what I catch. It's a fish. Nice. <laughs> So you, you don't I just do, do it for fun, yeah. Right, so it's not as it's not like guided stuff. It's, no. It's just personal. No. Let's I mean, I, and go the, and do you know, Through player alumni resources, uh, those are guided. Those are guided. Oh, okay. A lot of the, those are on, on Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have Probably certain, salmon. We have and certain, uh, yeah, charter services yeah. up and down the coast there. Nice. Salmon fishing is fun. It is. I've done that a few times. That's fun. Yeah. Take your job, I mean, though. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever met um, uh, Nick Frymuth in Door County? Mm-mm. Oh, he does. Uh, he does a radio show, or he he works at a radio station up there, and um, he does like a Monday night show. And uh, he used to have Brett Hunley on every week, and Brett would bring a friend um, when he was still on the team. But uh, he might be someone yeah, good to connect with. Yeah, um, is he still doing the show? Yeah, he does. I believe so. But yeah, um, yeah, I'll connect you with Nick. That'd be absolutely. That'd be cool for for what you're doing. Um, I did get a question. If you want. Yeah, sure. Um, Carol Baltz Clay, Clay Boone? Yeah. Clay Bundy, I think. Uh, how can they build a feeling of teamwork? I'm assuming they into the pack. The current team? And second to that is, is it only at practice or also off-field? So. Teamwork? Or... Oh, maybe maybe it's about like the culture, the leadership, and the, that stuff. the toxic culture it, going it, to a positive. It's got to be guys stepping up to be the leaders. You know, we had I keep mentioning Reggie White, mm-hmm. you know Leroy Butler, um, yeah, who else? You know, Brett in his own way. They've got to find those guys on the team. You mm-hmm. know, I think Aaron's got to step up, and he may do it. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, did he check out last year when he was hurt a little bit? The team was, you know, I don't know. Those are all great questions. Um, but it takes more than one. Mm-hmm. So there's got to be other guys that step up. And it's usually the older guys that yeah. have to step up and hold everybody accountable during practice, you know, while you're at the stadium, during the week before games, at the mm-hmm. game, and when you're away from the, away from the stadium. Right. Uh, things are a little different now with the onset of social media. You've got to be very careful. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't have that problem back when I played. So yeah, it God. does. Um, it does leak into the yeah, culture. I mean, I can't even imagine trying to go and, ha- and having a beer or something out in public. I mean, cause someone could take a picture of it with Photoshop and they, they could put you in a, in a, a rotten situation. Man, you put you in a in strip club or something. Yeah, exactly. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a different world we live in now with, with social media. It's, yeah. it's, it's a great thing, but it's a bad thing. Right. Yeah, yeah, it connects us, but it also, it, it magnifies everything. So yeah. it magnifies the best 
parts of us and it magnifies like the worst of human right. nature. And you got those people out there that are just trying to create controversy with it. So, right. And those are the ones that would scare me if I was a, you know, a player playing today. Right. Yeah. It's just, I don't see them out like, a, I mean, when we were playing in the nineties, there was no social media. We didn't even have cell phones at the time. Yeah. I mean, we, we went to bars all the time on Thursdays and had mm -hmm. wings and a few beers and had some fun, had a little bit of fun. Yeah. And, but I don't know how guys have fun today outside of outside of football with that stuff because you've got to be so careful because it could be your job mm -hmm. true or not true yeah yeah it depends on the franchise too yeah but yeah i mean you may end up at new england or something <laughs> yeah right or dallas <laughs> or dallas yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool um yeah that's a good question it seems like any team there needs to be right leadership and when i think of leadership like as like a building it seems like leadership is kind of like the foundation like mm -hmm. the structure you right. know that and it also comes from coaching and i mm -hmm. haven't figured him out yet mm -hmm. I mean, he's all new to us yeah exactly you know, other than he has a hockey name i mean that's all i know yeah <laughs> it'll take a so, while so it's gonna it's gonna take us you know you know you, you keep your fingers crossed and you have a successful season and you make a good run in the playoffs mm -hmm. and obviously it doesn't matter what team you are and where you're at. Your, your goal is always the Super Bowl. So we're always right. hoping that they get to the Super Bowl. Is it, is it realistic? Probably not. But they've got to make steps every year to get to that point. And that's what we did back in the 90s. Mm -hmm. Every single year we got better and better, brought yep. in guys that fit this, you know, the game plan that you know, Mike Holmgren wanted and Ron Wolf wanted. And it takes time. Yeah. I don't know if those guys exist on the team today. They might. We sixteen weeks from now, we'll know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one day at a time, one year yeah, at a time. It really is. Yeah, that's that's the uh, the way for life too. You know, yeah. building the business or building you know a, a team, a nonprofit team or whatever mm -hmm. you're building. Um, yeah, you can't can't have it all at once. Right. Yeah. That takes time. Took us five years. Yep. And a lot of turnover, a lot of change, a lot of a lot of everything. Yeah, ups and downs. Where we played games. I mean, it took a lot. So. Yeah. What? Uh, um, I ha I feel like I have to ask you this. What kept you in Green Bay? Was it your wife? Was it the area? What stopped you from moving? My back? first wife was from Green Bay, and we had two children. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> if I wanted to go, say, back to Dallas to be close to my parents. I wasn't going to uproot my kids six months of the year. Mm -hmm. So it, it became, this is where my kids are, and mm -hmm. that's where I'll stay. And I had a lot of friends here outside mm -hmm. of football and inside of football still. So it, it was a logical choice to make at the time. And nice. It worked out well. Met, met my second wife and yeah. you know started player alumni resources, so everything worked out. Yeah. What's your favorite part about like Northeast Wisconsin? Other than the Packers? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the, the fans. I mean, I, uh, it, it's it's still awesome to be out and about, and people recognize you still. Mm -hmm. And cool. they always got the story, and you always got to tell them, no, that's not true, or, <laughs> or yeah, I, I, that was me. <laughs> right. Yes, that was actually right. me. Um, so, and people always say, you know, do you mind being recognized or asked for autographs? And my response always, the day that'll be the saddest day of my life is when nobody recognizes me. Because mm -hmm. I do enjoy it. I do love talking to fans about their memories of those teams or me or whoever. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's kind of like this. I mean, we've yep. I've had this conversation probably a thousand times with someone at festival or yep. wherever. So yeah. it's, it's a lot of fun. Festival food, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, nice plug for them, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I like I like what you're doing. It's like um, creating a 
subculture of uh let's let's keep this going it's like another mini fandom that um can really play into Mm -hmm. the current packers and just and just give some historical perspective and it's cool yeah but i just i always it's you can't forget where you came from Mm -hmm. you know when i got when i came to the into the league in 89 they talked a lot about those teams in the 60s mm-hmm. i got to meet the bart stars mm-hmm. and the bart stars mm-hmm. and it was and i'm just hopefully carrying that forward a little bit yeah do you guys ever work with the uh rawhide um i've done things in the past um i know they're still one of the beneficiaries of the alumni golf outing we have every year so nice they still do a lot of things with those guys nice mm-hmm. yeah i feel like i i don't know you'd think maybe they'd reach out to get some Packers in or something, but I think they it's actually a, work directly with the Packers. They, right. It's one of those, sure. they don't need me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Is there anything else you want to add no. about let people know we, or we covered a lot? Yeah. What's the, what's the website? Playeralumniresources.com. And you can find me on social media everywhere. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me the hashtags and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I don't know anything. I, my personal one. We linked everything. Yeah, I have my, um, my business one and my personal one or yep. what I call my celebrity page. And then my business page, I guess. Okay. But technically, I guess I have three websites or is the business th- page, the players, player my resources. Okay. And then the other one is the Chris Jackie one and then i also have a one i think it only has like 15 people on it so okay it's just for friends okay <laughs> so i have three facebook that's like your like your account actually yeah, yeah. correct that controls yeah. the other one yes don't you know all that don't stuff. don't add chris See, yeah, don't ask on his chris, yes. on his uh, account i think it's chris like his page dot 13 or something yeah, yeah just if you cool. see a bunch of old football photos, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. This is the Why Not Show. Uh, Chris Jackie, everybody, thank you. Make the most of your day. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It truly means a lot to me. 